Welcome to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music with Clarissa Custom Music's very own Kerry Lacey. Hey everybody, welcome to week six of 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music. So first of all, I want to say thanks so much to all the people who've downloaded the podcast. It's absolutely going crazy, which is really cool. It means that everybody that has signed on, everybody who's listening, us finding it really, really useful, and that's the important thing. As long as you're finding it useful, then I'll keep talking about all sorts of things to do with music and music theory. Now, last week I talked about contrast, which seemed to be quite a popular topic. So this week I thought I would talk about analyse versus compare. I had a, a class earlier this week and we did this great activity and I thought I would share it with all of you so that you could use this in your classes or perhaps you could give it to your students as a homework task or something along the lines of that which would be really good for the kids to try. So what I had happening this week was I had my class divided into two groups. So I had one group sitting on one side doing catacombs from Mazorski's pictures at an exhibition and on the other side of the room I had the other group doing Tuileries. Now one group, the group doing catacombs, and for those of you that don't know catacombs, it's quite slow, the rhythms are quite long, there's lots of fermatas in the piece. They had to compare the piano arrangement versus the orchestral arrangement by Ravel. And the concepts that they had to do was they had to do duration, dynamics and expressive techniques, tone colour and texture. Now with the piano as a single instrument, this created some really interesting conversations because as my students were working, I was walking around having a chat to them about what they were doing and one of the comments when it got to uh, tone colour for the piano, the, there was one sentence in the box and the sentence was, well, it sounds like a piano and that is all. So that gave me a great opportunity to talk to them about well, tone colour and the piano. What affects the piano? First question I asked them was I said to them, okay, how many layers does a piano play? And of course the usual response, and I got the same response this particular day, is it plays two parts, left hand and right hand. But in actual fact it can play a melody, it can play a harmony and it can play a bass line with just two hands. If it's a three-part fugue then it's playing three parts. So really three or four layers you could say the piano plays and that absolutely blew the minds of some of the kids in that group. We then talked about what else affects the tone colour apart from the fact that the jobs are different. So when we're looking at texture the jobs were different so they were able to talk about the fact that the pinky had the melody and the bass line was happening in the left hand pinky. But when we got on to tone colour I said what else affects the tone colour of the piano? And they thought for some time about this and they really struggled. They thought the fermata or the pause was going to affect the tone colour and I said, well, it does affect the duration of the notes but it doesn't affect the tone colour per se, although it does die down, the logistics of the piano. But what affects it? And we started talking about the use of pedals. We started talking about articulation. We then got onto registers, the fact that different registers on the piano has different tone colours. So this was a really interesting conversation. Um, the Ravel orchestration part they had no problem with because that was all very simple. On the other side of the room I had a group who were doing Analyze. So they had Tuileries and those guys had to do 
two different score sections. So there was one small score section and they had to talk about pitch, texture and dynamics and expressive techniques. And the second score, they had um, second excerpt, they had structure, dynamics, expressive techniques and tone colour. Now they were tasked with analyse. Now for those of you who haven't really delved into the types of questions that you might get in a HSC or some other oral exams, our exams are always application exams. So we're always looking to apply our knowledge and our skill. So this particular one was interesting because analyse requires a cause and effect. This is happening in the music and this is the effect that it's having. Now that is the one part that kids tend to get a little bit confused with is the fact that it is a cause and effect. So my students were charged with the task of creating what I call power sentences. Power sentences are where you can get the most amount of information about a particular segment uh, with the use of terminology. So there was one particular bar I remember distinctly. It was in the second section, I think it was, and it was basically it was a bar with um, a descending run that was played by viola. So the initial statement that the kids are make, because I made them do point form so that they stopped them from using waffle, uh, which of course is a very fancy word for all the unnecessary language that they stick in there. Um, so I asked them to write a description of that particular piece or that particular bar. And so when they had written, what they'd written down was they said it was a descending pattern. I said to them, play by the viola. I said, okay, so let's flip it first of all. The viola plays. And let's state it. A descending pattern, good. What else can you tell me about it? Another child popped up and said, well, that's chromatic. I said, okay, great. So now it is the viola is playing a descending chromatic pattern, which is what you've said. I said, anything else you can tell me about it? And then one of the students said, oh, it's all semiquavers. I said, okay, great. So now the viola is playing a descending chromatic semiquaver pattern. I said, is it really a pattern? After that discussion, we just decided it was a run. So then it became the viola is playing a descending semiquaver chromatic scalic run. And I said, is there anything else you can tell me? And they said, well, it's in their mid-range. I said, okay, so the viola is playing a descending chromatic scalic semiquaver run in its mid-range. And I said, that's great. It's a fantastic description. I said, but what's it doing? What's its point? And it was one bright spark piped up and said, well, it's cueing the next section. I said, so it's giving us an opportunity to cue that next section that we have. So I see fantastic. So it is now the viola who is playing a descending chromatic scalic semiquaver run preempting or introducing or cueing into the next section at part two. So these students found this really challenging to do initially, but once they got the hang of what they had to do, they came up with some fantastic descriptions and resolutions on the description. So remember, analyze is all about cause and effect, whereas compare is, of course, looking at the similarities and differences between the two works. Now, of course, at the end of the lesson, probably gave them about 35 minutes, I reckon, to um, explain or to, to talk about it in groups. And then after the uh, 35 minutes, I brought them back and I gave them access to what the other students had written because we were working on computers and Google Docs. Uh, this particular day. So the student who was doing the recording 
for the catacombs group shared it up on the, he emailed it to all the kids so shared it to all the students in the group and then I put the Tuileries one up onto the Google Classroom because we use that at our school. And so the students were easily able to see the results from the two groupings and what they were doing. So, of course, I brought them back together. They didn't know they were doing two different tasks. I brought them back together and I said to them, what have you discovered? What, what, what do you notice about the other group? And, of course, the group that were doing catacombs and compare said, oh, they had to analyse. And the group that had Tuileries said, oh, well, they had to compare. And then we had a discussion about what the differences were between those two jobs. You were set a task to do. They were both musicology tasks. They were both analytical tasks. You both still had to describe with a strong use of terminology. So what was different? How did you treat the questions differently? And then we started talking about strategy, about how Compare was looking at the material, the core material in the original work, which is the piano work, describing that and then going and looking at the different um, instruments that we used or the different layers or the different textures that Ravel used when he actually orchestrated it, as opposed to the second group that were doing Tuileries that basically had to describe and then give me reasons why things were in that spot. It could have been the piece opens with a, a chorale, for example, if that's what it does, which it doesn't, but say it did, then they would have to describe that and give me a reason. In this case, in the first one, we've actually got the melody happening up in the woodwinds and you've got the oboes and the clarinets and the bassoons and the bassoons are sort of high in the register, clarinets in mid-range, oboes are sort of in the top of the stave, but they're all still on the stave pretty much. And then two flutes come in with a decorative, with a, a line over the top of or a duplicate line of the oboe for bar two. And they've got this crotchet quaver pattern. So they do this da ya da ya da da la 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 da ya da ya idea. So of course the students were able to talk about articulation, the fact that the clarinets didn't have the the slur because they were playing repeater notes. Uh, so the students were able to talk about that structure and then of course give me a reason why it's there. Well that's the melody and the melody is harmonised. Why is it harmonised? Well it creates variety or it creates interest. So that's kind of the uh, the gist of this particular lesson and it worked really well. The students were able to see the difference between analyse and compare really clearly and so of course consequently they took the, the work time with them and they were able to review them at their leisure. So it's a fantastic little activity, like I said, divide into two groups and give them two different types of strategies, two different types of questions and then come back and discuss the strategies. Everybody learns from this particular activity. It was really good. Um, also, on the PDF this week, I've given you a copy of both the worksheets that the students used. I also have given a copy of a completed analysis with some of the power sentences that uh, the sorts of things I would expect my students to try and create. Uh, so you might be able to give that to your students to model if they, if they haven't done this sort of task before. Um, it suits very much anybody from years 9 and 10 through to 11 and 12. Um, and particularly the, the topic, of course, is Mussorgsky. So if you're doing nationalism or you're doing music from the Romantic period or you're doing program music, it fits into all of that as well. So it's a useful little uh, series of worksheets. So I hope that you enjoy those. For students, if you're out there and you're a student and you're looking at using these, these are a great practice tech for you. Uh, so give you a good opportunity. I've put links on the bottom of the pages so that you can link that through to the audio. If 
you haven't got access to the audio. Uh, so um, that gives you an opportunity to review it at your leisure. And uh, for teachers who are doing flipped classroom, it's a great one to do as a flipped activity before you head into um, doing school reading or something along those lines. So give it a shot. See what you think. I'd really love to hear your feedback. Don't forget to jump onto the website, clarissacustommusic.com.au. That's K-L-E-R-R-I-S-A, custommusic.com.au. And, of course, don't forget to join us on Facebook. We've had a couple of people jump on the Facebook page this week and join up. So get on there because there's always lots of fabulous things going up there on a weekly basis and a daily basis for you to have a look at. So until next time, have a great weekend. For more tips and tricks, head on over to clarissacustommusic.com.au.